Hail, you nostalgic greenhorns. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode from the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include Previously on X-Men, 90s Music Got Me Like, and This and Dorian Life. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 4, Disappearing Act. Now you see me, now you don't. I'm doing hand <laughs> gestures, but no one can see them. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, should we crack open the condor, do you think? Kendra, that's so last season. I know. I agree. We should do something new. Well, why don't we tune into some CUTV? This year, you can replay each day at five right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode first aired on September 11th, 1996. One birthday dimension, I- September 13th, Joe E. Tata turned 60. Wow, 60 and a newborn baby. New baby, living his best life. Just like the Lord intended. One death to mention, also on September 13th, Tupac Shakur, famous actor and rapper, died of a fatal shooting on September 7th, 1996. Yeah, wild times. Do you remember that at all? Do you remember that like being in the news? Um, I I just know that it had like yeah. it's like a cultural touchstone. I feel right. yeah. that everyone yeah. knows that fact. Definitely. So, movies, September, also September 13th, big day, I guess. Uh, fly, wow. fly Away Home with Jeff Daniels and Anna Paquin. I loved this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I like that movie, too. I saw, I, I think I had a VHS tape where that trailer was on it. And that thing where she's like, they're really flying with me. is just like tattooed on my brain. I've seen it so <laughs> many times. I'm pretty sure after this movie, I kept trying to like take eggs from our fridge and get them to hatch. And that's not how oh, it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Loved that movie. I haven't seen it since probably 1996, <laughs> but I did. Yeah, I did love it. TV, September 13th, Everybody Loves Raymond aired the first of its 210 episodes. My brother loves this show and I just never, like, I don't have anything against it, but it's it was never a show that I watched. Did oh, you? I, yes. I love Everybody Loves okay. Raymond. I always, you know, like when I saw clips of it and like I've seen episodes, you know, like I would I would watch it occasionally, but like and it was always funny to me, but it was never like appointment TV for whatever reason. I don't know that I was like watching it weekly, but anytime it was on TV, I would I would linger and and watch yeah. for a while because yep. they're all they're all so fun. Everyone on that show is hilarious. It's a good cast. It's definitely a good cast. September 16th, Judge Judy debuted. Uh, still going strong, Judge Judy. Still going. It's crazy. Amazing. September 17th, Something So Right with Jerry Burns debuted on NBC and would jump to ABC in its second season. Oh, I love this show. Did you ever see this show? No, never heard of it. It was about this couple and they both had they both had a couple of divorces. And so like this was like their third marriage for each of them. And they were kind of like, eh, we're so bad at marriage. And they had like you know, kids from different, it was a whole thing, uh, but I loved it. I love the show. And it was one that like, after the run, it aired on um, USA with like Ned and Stacy and Wings and other shows of that time that were just kind of in constant rotation. So I saw the reruns of this a million times. 
Nice. Spin City also debuted on September 17th. It originally starred Michael J. Fox, who later stepped away due to his Parkinson's diagnosis, and he would be replaced by Charlie Sheen. Yes, that's true. And like, it doesn't seem like that would work. And it weirdly did. It's, <laughs> it's like the only time, 90210 included, where you replace a main character and it somehow still works. Like it was a pretty different show with Charlie Sheen, but it felt natural, which is bizarre. I can't believe they pulled it off. Yeah, that's crazy. I have heard of Spin City, but I've never seen it. Mm, that was also a really good cast. Uh, Heather Locklear of Melrose Place fame. Uh, joined the cast later on in that show. Barry Bostwick was the mayor. Barry Bostwick from like the original run of Grease or Brad from Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he was just hilarious. It was a great show. How many Alan seasons Rock, did it go? Quite a few. Five or six, I want to say. I think the last, I think Michael J. Fox was in the first four and Charlie Sheen was like the last two or three. It was, it was good. It's good innings. Yeah. Music, September 10th, Rush released their 10th album, Test for Echo. Do you, uh, do you know any uh, huge Rush fans, Kendra? Are you married to any? Or <laughs> I am married to a huge Rush fan who okay. always is saddened by the my lack of love for Rush. Mm, yeah, that's it's, tough. They're that's fine. Tough. I can listen to Rush. I like several Rush songs. I just can't like sit and listen to an old, a whole album or a yeah. whole playlist of just Rush. I get it. It's, it's just too much. Somewhere your husband is like, what? What Rush songs do you like? You don't like any Rush songs. Uh, it's an argument we have frequently. So I bet. Yeah. I can't imagine. September 17th, Rhythmine by ZZ Top was released. Um, Did I say that right? Rhythmine? Your guess is as good as mine. My knowledge of ZZ Top starts and ends with Back to the Future 3. So I can't <laughs> help you. Uh, well, this album hit number 29 on the Billboard charts. Not bad. So, not bad. All right. Books. Love talking about books. Yeah, yeah. Here are the New York Times bestsellers for the week of September 15th. We have Executive Orders by Tom Clancy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read a Tom just, Clancy someday. I've I've read a few. I read Hunt for Red October, which I enjoyed, and I read... Do you mean oh, The Hunt for the Red no. October? <laughs> no, that's what your brother always says, and it's wrong. <laughs> Uh, I read Hunt for Red October and I read Rainbow Six. And I think that's it for like classic Tom Clancy. Mm. Well, I'll uh, I'll read one someday. Okay. Uh, Runaway Jury by John Grisham. I have not read the book, but I loved the movie. Yeah, with John Cusack. I remember going to see that uh, in theaters when I was in college. I don't remember if I've read the book or not, but it is a good movie. It's a, one of the better Grisham adaptations, I feel like. We read a Grisham, was it the pelican which one's the one where the girl oh. like knows something and she's in danger and they're trying the pelican to... brief is yeah it the pelican brief? yeah 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 and that's a that movie is like julia roberts and denzel washington i thought that was a terrible movie well i didn't so, like the book so i didn't like the book either and i like grisham i just read that he's um he's doing a sequel to the firm which seems like a terrible idea but hmm. you know. i liked the movie the firm yeah, and the book is more intriguing than the movie because it's a little bit more, it's ambiguous about how good that character is. Mm. And I feel like revisiting it is not a, I mean, he made a sequel to A Time to Kill, which seemed crazy and that worked. So who knows? <laughs> but I feel like The Firm is not a good choice. Servant of the Bones by Anne Rice. I have never read any of those. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is connected to her vampire books. I assume it is, but I have never read any of those. The Last Dawn by Mario 
Puzo? Puzo? Puzo, like, Puzo. yeah, like from the, God, the Godfather. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, How Stella Got Her Groove Back by Terry yeah. McMillan. Nice. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Well, before his time in Beverly Hills, Jamie Walters, you remember Jamie Walters, played uh, Ray Pruitt. You remember I Ray? I do, I do. He recurred as a younger version of Dean Stockwell's Al Calavici in the sci-fi classic, Quantum Leap. It breaks my heart that the new Quantum Leap is the most boring show ever committed to screen. <laughs> Every because... time I see the, the commercials for it, I'm like, I just, I don't know. I don't think it, that looks good. It does. Oh, I've, I've watched like the first two and I started the third and like it feels to me more dated than the original like 80s, 90s run. It just... It feels like a Canadian version of Quantum Leap that they made in 2002. You know, it just doesn't. <laughs> oh, that's it breaks my heart. It, it No, it saddens me. It, and it's like, if I'm not watching the rebooted Quantum Leap, who is? You know what I mean? <laughs> no one is the I answer. feel like it was all on my shoulders and I'm just, I feel I'm letting them down. All right, let's look at our synopsis for Disappearing Act. While cooking with Jimmy, Kelly gets some of his blood on her hands. <laughs> Sorry, it was just funny the way you wrote that. Like, his blood is on her hands. Um, (laughs) Causing a panic that she may have HIV. Meanwhile, Brandon and Mark interview potential anchors for CUTV and end up with newcomer Tracy Gallion. Finally, Mel gets wise to the fact that David dropped out of college and he's not having it. Mm -mm. You better finish college, mister! I mean, he's only got one more year, which, by the way, is that has he always been in the same? When did he jump up to the same year as the rest of them? Yeah. I remember he graduated with them. It was like, oh, yeah, but why again? I forget. Just I think for the sake of just for the sake of I I guess I meant how did they do? How did they justify that? It was was a high school thing. It was like he had a throwaway line, I think, that was like Oh, I have enough credits to graduate early or something like that. That was that was okay. pretty much uh, what what we got. Yeah. All right. Well, one more year, just tough it out. I mean, see, I know. You know. Yeah. You're a yeah. senior. What what more do you have to do, really? I know. I know. It's it's crazy to be contemplating, but <laughs> all right. Who's living in Beverly Hills? All right. Well, uh, we have some. Uh, returning directors and writers here, written by John Eisendrath, directed by David Semmel. Uh, as far as cast goes, we have Joseph Guillen back as Kenny Bannerman, Dalton James as Mark Reese, uh, Michael Kearns as Hal, Michael Stoyanov as Jimmy Gold, and we have Matthew Lawrence back as Mel Silver. It feels like it's been a long, long time since it we've It does. It was a surprise to see him. He's looking yeah, great, though. Of, you know, he, he's doing he's, well. Yeah, he's looking good. Yeah, well, you know, the dental game. It keeps you young. <laughs> yeah. We, the last couple of times, it's like we've just seen Jackie, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, nice to see Mel. We have some new recurring players, including Jill Novick as Tracy Galian. Uh, she played the teenage version of the character Teddy on Sisters. So a lot of flashbacks and things in that shows. That's where she's probably most well-known from outside of 90210. But she did episodes of Boy Meets World, a show from your childhood. Love and it. Charles in Charge, a show from mine. <gasps> wow. I know. We have Coley Sohn as Judy. She appeared on Desperate Housewives and Hairspray, and we'll see her again. She was one of the ones on the set. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have Murray Rubenstein as Dr. Stein, best known for playing Murray on American Dreams. 
I had to look that up because there's so many coincidences. His name is Murray Rubenstein, but he's playing Dr. Stein here. His first name is Murray, but he's best known for playing a character named Murray on American Dreams. It's too much. He's always just like, look, my yeah. name is great. Let's just use it. Yeah. <laughs> Why complicate things? Let's go with what we have, guys. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this episode, Disappearing yeah. Act. I'm ready. We start on the campus it's back to school baby for senior year there so they're all seniors now is that true yeah i guess so okay I guess so i'm trying to does that make sense because <laughs> season four we started college with brenda then season five and season six and season seven so yeah okay yeah that's four years okay doesn't feel like it it doesn't it really doesn't haven't gone to a class since kelly was in a cult but whatever so Kelly wants Steve and Claire to come to Jimmy's performance. He's going to be doing a yeah. magic show and she's trying to get all of her friends to come. And of course, yeah. Steve is being Steve about it and is like, well, is. as long as I don't have to touch him or, yeah. you know, whatever. He's just being very. Uh... He thinks Jimmy's going to be like, is this your card? Also, you have AIDS now. <laughs> For my next trick, you will all get AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much Steve's <laughs> attitude about yeah. it. Which is not fair and not true, but Claire's like, don't worry, he, he'll be there. I'll get him there. At the Peach Pit, David and Mel are enjoying some breakfast or lunch or I don't know. And Whatever it is. Nat, Nat showing pictures of the baby. He's very... I, hey, I've got, I've got one thing on that previous scene. Oh, sure. It feels like we didn't have any fallout with the, with the Kelly-Claire situation where Claire was so upset about Stephen Kelly's past. It's like... Yeah. They're fine now. <laughs> we never saw them talk about it. And it, Kelly was kind of like, oh, I talked to Claire and it was fine. But I, there's not even a touch of lingering things. No. Like, this is like the first time it's been the two of them together. And there wasn't any sort of like, hey. And Claire is so caring and supportive of her in this episode, oh, too. Kelly, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. just like, Don't worry. Steve will be there to support you. But yes, yeah, sorry. We're in the peach pit with Mel and we're we're chowing down. Yep. So David's pretty down on college. You know, he says what he wants is an at college and he, you know, didn't get this renewal with MZA yeah. and Mel's like, well, that's for the best. Like just focus on school. Yep. So then Donna arrives and it's awkward because David just kind of gets up and leaves when she gets there, but she kind of clues into the fact that Mel thinks David is enrolled in college mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so she pulls him aside and is like don't you think your dad should know that you've dropped right. out but david's like you know mind your own business and mm -hmm. he says you know if i had just been on my own this whole time i'd probably have a new project by now and she says well now you have the chance to prove that don't you yeah which is such a stupid thing for him to say on many levels because it wasn't donna dragging her heels their con their their contract got canceled yeah you know it would it's have just, been canceled whether Donna was there or not. Exactly. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Just waiting for her. I don't know. Whatever. After the intro, we go to the CUTV studio where Brandon has joined the team. Last Holy. week, last we heard, he was uh, thinking about it. Yeah. But he's, he's fully invested, I guess. He's all in. Yeah. So they're doing a, a voiceover for this montage they've shot of of cu and back to school and blah 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 it was just 9021 opening credits yeah it was, just it was. footage that they do so i guess i guess they're big into the 90210 <laughs> um but now they need someone to read it on the air so they're looking yes. for an anchor for the show 
They um, act in this episode as if they're starting CUTV. As if I think they up. are, aren't they? No, no, I don't think so. Because he's like, oh, you got to join the TV station. Like, it's a real thing. But they, and I mean, oh. they have all the sets and like everything is there. I so, guess I thought this was a new endeavor, yeah. but maybe not. Back it at- feels like we're just recasting Andrea every season at this point. Every season. And now we have Tracy. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Back at the Peach Pit, now Nat is showing pictures of the baby to Val and Kenny. Um, who, Val thinks the baby's adorable. At one, <laughs> at one point, they show a picture of the baby, and it's making kind of a funny face. And whoever's like, I think it was Mel, was like, what a gorgeous baby. I know. And I'm like, gorgeous? Okay. <laughs> That's the picture? <laughs> funny picture, yeah. <laughs> Val and Kenny are going over some bids for the renovation, and whatever about that they haven't decided on anything but val goes to leave for class and she's telling kenny he's terrific i guess he's having a hard time with his wife and the divorce and everything it's not tough kendra it really takes its toll yeah and uh she says you know i'd never ask you to choose between me and your family so you know whatever happens you and i are cool she says whatever happens between us is with no strings which is Not the way she acts any other time. No. So I thought that was a real odd thing to say. Back at the CUTV studio, they're watching audition tapes and they are not finding anyone for this anchor role. All the audition tapes are pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But in walks Tracy. She hasn't submitted a tape. She just heard that there are auditioning people and she thinks she might be able to do the job. Yeah, what it takes. Yep. There's a lot of weird ADR in this episode, and this is one of those instances where, like, they walk off screen and we hear Brandon say, practice tonight, we'll audition tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, (laughs) very out of place. Yeah. Yeah. We also learned that Brandon's title is news director. Okay. All right. Directing the news. I I guess no one works at the Condor anymore. No. Jonathan, Susan, Brandon, everybody's gone. Well, that one guy was there who was going to hold down the fort for Susan. So maybe he'll permanently hold down the fort. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Next scene is at the AIDS hospice where Kelly and Jimmy are looking through his pictures. And they're having a great time talking about, you know, Jimmy's memories. I forget rude guy's name. What's rude guy's name? Hal. So Hal walks up and is like, hey, here's... I forget what what he even says. Yeah, he just comes in and he brings the party down. Yeah. So Jimmy decides he's going to start dinner and Kelly goes to help him and he wants Kelly to bring in some of her pictures, which she says she will. And as they're talking, Jimmy's not paying attention and he slices his, he cuts his finger with the knife Mm -hmm. and she gets paper towels and, you know, is trying to stop the bleeding. And in the process, she gets his blood it's a lot of blood lot all of over blood. her hands. It's, it's way too much blood. for this yeah. little cut that's all over her hands. So she immediately washes her hands and he's like, did you have a open cut on your hand? Did you have a hangnail? Like, and she says no. And he says, well, you know, th- that's not how you get AIDS. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're mm-hmm. going to be fine. Yep. Uh, but you can tell that Kelly is freaked out. Back at the studio, they are auditioning... Tracy and she's not great, but she is better than <laughs> yeah, she's the best of, of a lot of bad choices, I guess. All of the tapes were like, I'm the goofy one, I'm the stupid one, I'm the sultry one. You know, they were just <laughs> all extremes. 
<laughs> yeah. So they're going to make it work. Um, I also noticed in this episode, lots of just like teeny tiny little scenes. Yeah. A lot of just like cut, cut from scene mm-hmm. to scene to scene mm-hmm. to scene. Mm-hmm. So lots of jumping yeah. around. So back yeah, at Mark's it. house, another quick little scene of David is just calling a bunch of like studios, I guess, and trying to get them to watch his tape. And... Yeah. yeah, but he's doing a classic like, hello, I'm calling from Mr. Silva's office. Just a moment, <laughs> Mr. Silva, we'll talk to you now. Doing little little voices and stuff. Yeah. Pretty fun. And he's drinking. So that's yeah. that's not a good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back at CUTV, Tracy uh finishes up her audition and as they're 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 trying to do the same voiceover that Brandon read earlier over this montage of the campus, but they mm-hmm. accidentally put on a video Mon- of monkeys. <laughs> for some reason um and instead of just stopping tracy like improvs something to go along with the yeah. video and keeps going i know we all feel like caged animals at the start of a season and brandon's <laughs> like hold on let's hear what she has to say <laughs> she Very just yes ended the crap out of that <laughs> <laughs> over at kelly donna claire's later on kelly is just in the bathroom just washing her hands again mm-hmm. and she's she's definitely in full panic now and she's telling donna that one out of four people infected are under the age of 22 and she's just very scared about the statistics of how young people are when they uh get hiv yeah you know this this episode this is one that i remember like 100 percent of you know from from the early days and I think this was where I learned all of the facts I know about AIDS and HIV. Like, Not this, from school? Because, <laughs> no, because watching it now, it almost feels it's such an info dump about statistics and what can and can't, like, you know, lead to infections and, you know, what you need to do precaution-wise and everything. Like, it as an adult watching it, it reads a little like an infomercial. But as a kid, I was like, go on, you know? Like, it was <laughs> well, I imagine... At the time, it was probably helpful for people. Oh, I mean, there people I think probably had a lot of misconceptions yeah. about it. So, I I thought that the way that they did the info dub was probably probably it, helpful. It was a lot more natural, like exposition, than it might have been. It never yeah. felt like, all right, we're going to stop doing the show and we're going to turn to the screen and be like, hello, yeah, I'm TV's Jenny Garth. <laughs> Uh, never, never felt like that. And even though it was a lot of information, I think they they did it in a way that it still felt like you were watching a yeah. fictionalized teen soap. I definitely felt for I identified with Kelly in this episode because I am I'm probably the biggest germaphobe I know, mm-hmm. and I, if I got anyone's blood on me, yeah. I would I would be freaking out. And I'm the kind of person who's like, did I touch that thing? I know I didn't touch that thing, but I still feel like I need to go wash my hands mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I understand her uh her panic and anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. I think it was a very realistic response. Yeah. You know, because like the rational side of her is like, okay, but then like that, yeah, that other part is like, but maybe. Yeah. Because you know. he's like, it's a one in a billion chance that yeah. you would get AIDS this way. Yeah. Um yeah, to quote dumb and dumber, it's like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jimmy calls for Kelly and, you know, he's worried about her. He he feels bad about about what happened and he asks, like, oh, well, can you come over before the show, the magic show or whatever? And she kind of makes some excuses about why she yeah. can't come back over. 
and he senses yeah he senses he, that he, yeah and he's like he's he's cool about it he's not like i don't know he's like listen i talked to my doctor we can set up a test for you if you're worried about it and like he's you know mm -hmm. he's doing all the right things she's just freaked out yeah over at the peach pit after dark valerie wants to go to dinner but kenny is unavailable yeah, suddenly which, those strings appear. Yeah, which leads Valerie to be like, look, are you getting divorced or not? I can't take this yeah, anymore. I know. I know. That's what's so funny. It's just like whiplash because he's like, oh, there's a thing at my son's school. And she's like, when will it end? <laughs> I know. And he's like, wait a minute. I thought you said you weren't going to come between me and my family. Yeah. Which yeah. one is it, Valerie? Yeah, Valerie. Over at Kelly Donna Claire's, Mel stops by to get a book that Aaron left there, uh, which Donna finds under Kelly's bed. And yep. Mel says, you know, he's sorry that she and David had a falling out. And Donna just completely rats on him and says, hey, by the way, he's not actually enrolled. Yeah. And, and she kind of, she tries to be like, you know, he thought you wouldn't understand and Mel's like, yeah, well, thank you for telling me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I definitely won't tell him it was you. Yeah, was that, like, does Donna have a responsibility to narc on him like that? I don't, I don't know why Donna is paying any attention yeah. to him right now. Like, why is she even talking to him? Yeah. I don't know. I get why, but I just feel like it's not like she was in, like, if she's in a position where she has to lie to cover for him, that's one thing. I don't really feel like that's what happened here. I feel like she just kind of approached Mel and was like, David dropped out of school, which... Yeah. I don't know. I had mixed feelings about that, you know? Yeah. I understand why she did it. I just don't know if she should have, I guess. I, I don't know. Because what's the status of their relationship? Are they even friends? I don't get it. It, it starts differently at the beginning of each episode and ends differently, so it's hard yeah, to say. Yeah, I know, I know. Back at the Walsh house, Brandon is just chopping vegetables. There's so much chopping of vegetables in this episode. That is true. Yeah, a lot of knife play. And Steve is trying to convince him to let him be the sports anchor on CTV, yeah. Which, yeah, which is not a role that exists. No, but it doesn't seem like a bad idea either. Steve, I thought he was pretty good at it, but whatever. <laughs> Valerie walks through and they pick on her because um, she got some roses from Kenny. And I guess they don't know about Kenny, but Brandon knows, doesn't he? Brandon does know, yeah. Okay. But I, I think Brandon, I don't think Brandon would say they're in a relationship. I think like he sees like, you know, that there's a little bit of chemistry happening or whatever well because so they I, I ask know. who are the roses from and she was like no one that you'd know or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I understand why she wouldn't want Kelly to know because Kelly apparently is chummy with Diane. Right. Wife. Right. Wow. Again. Good job remembering that name. <laughs> Thanks. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Kelly is awake in the middle of the night. She's just like sadly looking through pictures and Donna and Claire wake up and, you know, find her in the living room and they're trying to get her to say what's wrong. And finally she tells them what happened with the blood and they're both just very, you know, comforting and, you know, there's no way that you would get it that way. But if you want to get, if you want to go see a doctor, you can. And mm -hmm. Kelly's like, well, if it's, if it's impossible for me to get it this way, why does everyone keep telling me to go see yeah. a doctor? Yeah. So Claire's going to make her some warm milk to help her sleep. That so gross to me i don't understand my son likes warm milk like if really he's sick, can i have some warm milk and i'm like Geez. if he's sick 
Yeah, if he's uh. like well, he yeah he he likes warm milk, and I just don't get it. I'm like, what what are you what are the Ingalls kids from Little House <laughs> on the Prairie? Like, where did that even come from? If I'm sick, the last thing I want is milk. Same. Usually, I never want a glass of milk anyway. But like, yeah, especially if I'm not feeling good, give me something <laughs> creamy and hot. <laughs> Stat. ASAP. Okay, so then we go to the Reston Medical Center where Kelly's getting checked out and uh-oh, she has a rash all yes. over her arms and all over her body. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's pretty good though. I think uh the way the reveal of her like rolling up her arms and then being like, "Uh-oh." Yeah. Yeah, and then it, it's all a dream, but it was very like I was yeah. like, "Wait, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. would she have this rash?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's a dream." Like it's, you know, we used to do these dream sequences all the time. They used to be a lot more goofy than this, you know, like Andrea chainsawing through a prom and that kind of thing. But we haven't done a dream sequence in a while. Or there was one where Brenda was like in World War One. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so stupid. But I thought this was like a genuinely good fake out. I was like, "Oh crap, it's happening." Yeah, I agree. I thought that was fake, but uh, the doctor says Kaposi's sarcoma, and it it is true. It is true. It's a thing that happens. It looks like little like circles, like yeah, it does, like giant mm. chicken pox. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Um, you know, as a as a as an effect of having such a weakened immune system and everything. Mm. I, I read that it shows up most in like you know severe cases and things like that but when i saw that i was like well that's not real that's fake that's just a thing that they're freaking out about no, but they're all no, about real. real information in this it's episode. real yes it's real okay so next day she goes to the medical center for real yeah. and she checks in and as she's sitting down jimmy walks in he found out where she was and cool. he does the, the old pulling something from behind her ear trick <laughs> to cheer her up and he, you know, he's there to, to comfort her, but she says, you know, she kind of wants to go through this alone. Yeah, yeah. And he says it's okay to be scared. Like, he wished that he had been more scared because then he and Gordon would have been more careful. Because um, when they got together, they both were tested. They tested negative, but then uh, Gordon was not just with Jimmy. He was with other people as well. Yeah. Before she goes into her appointment, she uh, he says to her, it's okay if you want to turn away from me. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Poor Jimmy. Yeah. Back at CUTV, they're getting everything ready. They're about to have their first broadcast of the semester, and Tracy is losing her mind. <laughs> she is. So is it live? I guess it's live. It must be C live. CUTV is a live broadcast. Right. I think so. I feel. I think it's on like, like cable access on kind of access. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. So yeah, she's freaking out. Back at the medical center, Kelly's doctor says that she's absolutely fine that she just mm -hmm. needs to to uh get it you know in her mind that yeah. unbroken skin is a barrier to the disease yeah he says the only ways to get it are sharing a needle or blood or breast milk or you know fluids is right. is how it would happen He's but very specific about that that was another thing like he went through like every everything that that yeah. it was and it you know it's it is it is like helpful and informative without being yeah. Knock you over the head, you know. So then he starts asking her about her sexual history and like, well, have you been active? Have you been active with someone who uses drugs? 
Yes, she definitely has. Um, has was that person tested? Have you ever been tested? All the answers are, <laughs> are no. Um, right. so they decide to go ahead and test her. Yeah. Well, he pushes her on on condom use. He's like, yeah. And use, she's like, yeah, we use condoms. And he's like, every time. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, every time. And she's like, so yeah. So I guess I guess we count this as a Dylan shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Not really a flattering one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so she's gonna get tested and he yes. says you know the best way to know is you need to get tested regularly and you need to like be asking partners have you been tested mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over at kenny's office they're looking at more bids from contractors is this kenny's job to get bids from contractors for her or is he just like more involved than he normally I, would be I, I can't imagine that it's i i mean he's it's just, just a financial advisor right right, right. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and and but I but I think like you know when when Jim was the trustee of Dylan's estate, he was involved in financial decisions, uh, and so there's like some precedent for this company doing that. But Valerie is not his trustee; she's mm. doing like financial. Ma- so you know, I don't think so. I think it's just a creepy relationship. Mm. Well, he uh, he got them dinner reservations for oh. the night, so he's he's changed his tune since the day before. Take that, little kid daddy's not coming (laughs) over at mark's house david is showing mel around mel stopped Mm -hmm. by to see the place and this is entrapment kendra this is called entrapment (laughs) not legal Mm. and he's like dropping hints like oh how are you gonna study here you're gonna be not not like anybody studies in their senior year of college which you're currently enrolled (laughs) in david Uh, and finally, he just, you know, comes right out and is like, hey, I know you're not. I know you yeah, dropped like, out. I'm trying to give you an in here for you to tell the truth. And yep. David and he doesn't really have much of an explanation. He's just like, I was going to tell you as soon as I got a new job. I just needed some time. Yeah. And Mel says he's not going to support him if he's not in school. So if he wants to do this, he's going to do it alone. He's put a, right. a hold on his checks. Yeah. Old school. No money for him. And... uh <laughs> David like gets some lemonade out of the fridge and it looks like laundry detergent. <laughs> the, the bottle. I was like, that's not lemonade. You shouldn't drink that. That's gross. Maybe this started the Tide Pod thing. You know? like, <laughs> Maybe. We didn't have pods back then. So David was just drinking it straight. <laughs> okay. So Brandon and Mark decide to take Tracy to a bar to get her a drink so that she'll loosen up. Like loosen her up. Yeah. Yeah. But they let her have three drinks. Not a good idea. And then no. they're like, well, you can hold your liquor, right? And she's like, I don't know. This is my first drink. <laughs> <laughs> she's never had a drink before. So they get her back to CUTV. And she, I mean, she's just like completely drunk. And they're well, still she- like, are you sure you can go on the air? And I'm like, yeah. no, she can't go on the air. Why are yep. you going to let her go on the air? <laughs> but they, they fill her with coffee and... Try to sober her up. Not true, by the way. Coffee does not help in that sort of thing. Really? Yeah. I've always heard of people drinking coffee to... Yeah, that's just a... Really? I think think the fluid and probably the caffeine maybe, but it's not a thing where it's like, you'll be sober if you drink coffee. Interesting. Well, I don't really drink, so I guess I wouldn't know that. I just believed believed television. And you don't like coffee, so... Yeah, and I don't like coffee, so if I'm ever drunk, I'm really in trouble. 
back at Kelly Donna Claire's, they the three girls are just waiting around for the results. And, you know, Kelly's talking about how stupid she feels that she never got tested or asked anyone she was with if they were tested. And Donna's trying to make her feel better, but she's like, well, Donna, that's easy for you to say you're a virgin. Like, you don't even have to worry about it. Back at Mark's house, David is on the phone with someone he sent a tape to, and he's like, well, did you get it? Did you like it? But they said it was not stylish enough. Mm. Gotta have style. I mean, I saw the Power Man video, and I gotta side with them. <laughs> Dave, David's approach seemed to be just throw everything at it. Or what about the one with the British guy where they just were on, like, giant blocks dressed like bats yeah. on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> that one was great so good. so good back at CUTV they're they're putting her on the air she's in the chair they're counting down and as soon as they're live she like pulls a Leslie Nope and is like yeah. fully the best yeah. anchor yeah. ever yep. and marries two lady penguins yep yep back at Kelly Donna Claire's finally the phone call comes and Kelly is negative negative Hooray! The next scene is the magic show. Yeah, Kelly calls it the magic of Jimmy Gold, which sounds like a like a children's book from the nineties. <laughs> it does. Jimmy Gold sounds like a, a yeah, children's book character yeah, like for sure. Julia Brown kind of character. So everyone is there, including Mark. Comes with Brandon, and he's like, "Oh, can I sit next to Kelly?" And Brandon's like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." So. Ain't nothing lingering between Brandon and Kelly, so no problems. David is upset with Donna because he figures that she's the one who told Mel. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I just thought I was doing the right thing. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I'll go back to school. And all is forgiven again, I guess. Wow. Great. Yep. David's going to be nice now. David's going to be nice now. Yep. He's sorry for the way he's been. He's going to be nice. Yep. He'll be nice now. All right, the magic show begins, and it begins with Jimmy calling a volunteer to the stage. And, of course, he picks Steve. Steve. Who is hesitant to go on stage, but he does. And he asks for some money, a a bill from from Steve. And Steve, of course, has a $100 bill, which he gives to Jimmy. And then Jimmy magically turns it into a $1 bill. And then the... $100 bill is in Steve's shirt pocket. Whoa. Jimmy does a funny little bit where he, uh, he's like, give me any bill you have. And he's like, whoa, a hundred. And he's like, all right, applause for my guests. You can sit back down. (laughs) He's going to keep talking. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Is that, I mean, I know people do crazy magic tricks all the time, but how would you get the $100 bill in his pocket? I don't know. If you're standing right in front of him. I just don't know. I don't know. Let me just text David Copperfield really okay. quick. Thank you. <laughs> David Copperfield. What is he busy? <laughs> Pick up the phone. Did you David. ever watch did you ever watch Mind Freak, Chris Angel? No. That show? Man, no. I loved that show. Well. <laughs> I don't know how he is as a person nowadays, but uh I, I used to watch that show all yeah. the time. I remember David Blaine being like in a bubble of water for like a week or something like that. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my goodness. Uh, all right so then his next trick he starts his next trick and then he's coughing and coughing and finally kelly brings up some water for him and he 
uh, puts his hand to his mouth and a frog jumps out of his mouth. Yeah. Ew. He's like, oh, oh, guess I had a frog in my throat. Hey-oh. I really hope that frog wasn't in his mouth at all. Me too. Me too. Ew, gross. Okay, next little scene is in a hotel room where Kenny comes to meet up with Valerie dressed like freaking Huckleberry Finn. I don't know what this outfit is that he's wearing. <laughs> Seriously, he's got this like right. big shirt rolled up to to his elbows yeah. and a vest over it. He looks like Huckleberry yeah. Finn. He does. He's like, I just came from a clam bake. <laughs> Uh, oh, and Val's in like a sexy red dress and she's got the yes. champagne and yeah. yeah they're uh ready for a sexy night I guess what happened between um, them Eric hates it when I mention the stuff he says when I happen to watch an episode and he's around okay. but right. it was very funny watching this episode this morning and he walked through and he thought he thought that Kenny was Luke Perry <laughs> <laughs> and I was like no 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 it, but it was to his to his credit, he was seeing him from like the back, the side okay. and back. All right. And then yeah. when he saw like his full face, he was like, "Oh, obviously yeah. that's not okay. Luke Perry." Yeah. But it yeah, was very no, funny. No Luke Perry. All right, the last scene here is back at the AIDS hospice where Jimmy and Kelly are, you know, friends again, and they're not. I guess they were never not friends, but they're back to normal, I guess. Yes. And they're looking at Kelly's pictures and. Um, she's talking about her experience, you know, being afraid that she might, uh, have been infected and, Mm -hmm. um, how her greatest fear was being left alone. And that's exactly what she had done to Jimmy. She had like abandoned him for a couple days and she said she's never going to do that again. So she wants to look at Jimmy's pictures again, but he says he's put them away, like completely put them away. I don't know what Mm -hmm. that means, but they're, they're gone. Yeah, and I guess I felt like he burned burned them. them? Yeah, I don't know like, why you would no do that, man. but Jimmy's pictures sleep with a fish. <laughs> but he says it's a matter of days. That magic, the magic show was his swan song. Yeah, and you know he has nothing left. He wants to do. He he feels content with everything, and so he thinks uh, his time is is going to come very yeah. soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Kelly and Jimmy take a picture together, and that's the uh, that's the end of the episode. That's it. Yeah. All right, Kendra. Uh, what was your nine hundred two snap? I, I'd probably have to give it to to the cutting the finger, mm. getting blood all over her hands yeah. scene. I think that like the jump scare of the dream was oh, very yes. like she rolled up the sleeves and it's like bum bum bum. Mm-hmm. Probably what I would give it to. Uh, verdict overall, what do you think? It was an interesting episode. It was, I felt different. It felt different somehow. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it was yeah. all the shortcuts or if it was, I don't know. But um, I thought it was good. I thought that yeah. what they were trying to, they accomplished what they were trying to do, I think, which was show like, there's a lot of misconceptions about mm-hmm. AIDS and mm-hmm. people with AIDS. And they definitely gave us a lot of information. They and did. I think it was all like they helpful did. information. Yeah. And we've started the semester, so that's good that we're we're getting senior year rolling. And mm-hmm. I still, whatever with with Donna and David, I'm ready yeah. for for all that to be over. And yeah. 
uh, Val and Kenny. I don't know. I'm ready for that to be over too. Why can't Valerie just find a nice guy her age that's just like a normal guy? It doesn't have any sort of like toxic, oh, let's sleep together and it will hurt other people. (laughs) Or like drug addict or like, I don't know, just like find. Yeah. I know. I know. It is. It is crazy. Uh, Yeah, I enjoyed the episode, too. I I still like I feel like we're still kind of vamping, like other than starting to set Brandon up with this. The TV channel, like, seems like that's an ongoing plot. I, I, you know, Kelly at the hospice and Valerie at Kenny. I don't I I don't think those go for the season. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like what what else do we have that's like that we're setting up it's it, that's a little odd to me that i don't i don't have a clear trajectory yet and it's like these like te- we're kind of getting back into school but classes haven't fully started yet so it's like these first three or four episodes have been kind of like all right pretty soon we're gonna start the season in earnest so, <laughs> any minute now <laughs> i don't know I, you know but I, I i'm liking it i'm liking it i feel like i'm liking these so far better than i liked the majority of season six yeah you know, which I, I i'd was, agree about that you know, or whatever, but I guess uh, I guess we'll see where we go. Uh, now, I usually watch these on Paramount Plus, but uh, episode five, "Pledging My Love," which is what we're going to be talking about next week, does not appear to be streaming. So hopefully, it is not. Uh, you have a digital video disc of Beverly Hills 90210 season seven, or can get one from your local library, which is what I intend to do. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, Kendra and I will just tell you exactly what happens in it, right, Kendra? Sure will. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, we're, we're watching Pledging My Love next time. You can catch me every other week on This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast right here on the network. Steve and I, Kendra, if you can believe it, are about to record an episode covering the final Ewoks episode. <gasps> oh my goodness, it's happening. The end of an era. And we've already got you penciled in for when we start talking droids. So. Yes get ready for it what about you kendra when when are we going to get more 90s music in our life you know it's on it's on the list we just gotta we gotta get back into it so um we will we'll we'll get back into it soon the podcast is called 90s music got me like we talk about a different 90s song every week and you know while you're waiting for a new one go back and listen to uh we're almost to 100 episodes so yeah there's a there's a bunch for you to listen to in the meantime a couple I'm yeah, on, you are. How many episodes am I on? Just one, right? Just moving on up. Only I one? I think so. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because we never did that new Kids on the Block episode. <laughs> well, yeah. we can. The it's still going, so there's still time. More episodes ahead of us. That's right. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for this week, then, Kendra. I'll see you next time. Nine two, and here we go. Ooh.